Wow, great theme song. Welcome to week three of the This Week in Film podcast, show where we discuss the various films we may have seen over the course of the past seven days. As always, I'm joined by Charlie Chester, Tony LaVoy. My name's Nick Pananto. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, guys? Charlie, tell us what you saw this week in film. Um, well, I'll tell you, uh, I did not see Dope, because I did not like You didn't buy my summary. No, the pitch wasn't good enough, so I didn't... I didn't. Uh, I didn't right. go for it. Great. But uh, <laughs> this past week, I uh, I watched Turbo Kid. It was a recommendation by Nick, um, and I oh, also Turbo watched. Kid. I should say rewatched Blade Runner. Fantastic. Colon director's cut because there's like seen the eight different cuts. cuts. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Oh. I I lied. It's not that many, but there's a bunch of different cuts. Tony, how many? Uh, how many? How many cuts of you are there? Tony, what did you see this week? <laughs> this week I watched uh, Goosebumps, the Jack Black uh, reimagining of the uh, children's horror novels, and I also watched, of course, uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, great! I saw um, the Enron Smartest Man in the Moo. Uh, smartest Man in the Enron, the Smartest Man in the Room documentary. And I finally got around to seeing The Revenant. Nice. Oh. What'd you think? I thought it was great up until the last half hour of the movie. Uh, what turned? Well, yeah. what, what's your uh, I thought that the performances in the movie were excellent. I thought Tom Hardy did great. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was, was great. Um, but I thought mostly the subplot of basically why he was being hunted by that Indian tribe. I don't remember what tribe it is, but the 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 fact that they were motivated by the one guy's daughter being kidnapped. Spoiler alert! <laughs> right, enough <laughs> times passed. I yeah. think we're okay now. It's right. been out for like a month, um, but I thought that the 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 entire subplot of that one Indian's daughter being kidnapped did not need resolution. No, and and you almost knew immediately that once he saved her, she in some way was going to come back and save him. Oh, right. absolutely! It was and, definitely going to happen. And I thought that the 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 French, like every like it, it felt like they they had to. Well, we got to wrap up all these characters. We got to wrap up. The yeah, French they had guys. To... We got to wrap up the missing daughter. We got to wrap up the people that are hunting. They felt like they had to tie up all the loose ends, which yeah. in reality didn't I, need to happen. Yeah, yeah. I could have done And then that. even the the fight with the. Tom Hardy at the end was kind of yeah. unnecessary. I, I kind of felt like the movie could have just ended when he got to the camp and Tom Hardy just kind of disappeared. I wouldn't say it was unnecessary. I just wouldn't... I just say it wasn't as gut-wrenching as the previous oh, hour and man. 45 right. minutes the that we just watched. hour of that movie sure. is, is... Wow. I feel uh, like uh, the uh, that, that end scene, the one we're talking about at the riverbed, yeah. was like essentially like Three different scenes that could have been three different resolutions, but they're like, this is going on too long. Let's combine everything into one scene, and it all yeah. gets tied up neatly in a bow. Yeah, so, maybe. yeah, I, I, I'd i have to say that that probably was the weakest part for me. Still a beautiful film, still yeah. terrific to watch. I right. just uh, really felt that last half hour. Charlie, tell us about the Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. Okay, so uh, Turbo Kid is... Um, I believe a Canadian film yeah. with the help of uh, New Zealand somehow got involved for funding. And I also looked up that it was Indiegogo had like a big part in like fundraising. Oh, really? Needless to say, super independent flick. Um, 
And the idea of it is that it's a post-apocalyptic world set in the future, which is 1995, I think. I think you're right. Something like that. Uh, and uh, so no technology has advanced since that time. So uh, the main character is a kid, and all he's doing is scavenging. The best, the, the best thing I saw about it is the, the, the description of it is yesterday's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like the future from 1985. Straight up, like, uh, and, and uh, it's like Mad Max, but you're, you're intertwining pop culture from, like, late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Um, and the main kid is obsessed with a comic book called uh, 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 Turbo... Turbo Rider? Turbo Rider. Um, and uh, meanwhile, like, um, he's getting shit on left and right, like, you know, by all these locals and whatnot that are just, like, you know, uh, all searching for pure water and, like, you know, he's going through shit. Okay. So, uh, long story short, um, he finds a costume of the actual Turbo Rider. You come to find that it was based off a real character, the comic book, um, and he uh, tries to become a superhero in this Mad Max sort of world. Um, and he, he gets a love interest, and he's trying to save her from... How old is the kid? Supposed to be like 15, 16, something like that. Okay. 19, cool. Like they, that. All, they only ride BMX bikes. Nice. Yeah. He, he essentially wears like, like an Nintendo 90s Power BMX glove. bikes. Well, yeah. D- no, dirty, probably. Like 80s BMX. Like some of them have pegs and like all yeah. that stuff. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Awesome. It all takes place Ultra in, in like a shitty ravine in like some country. Yeah. Like it's... The locations are very sparse. Okay. You definitely uh, can tell they shot it in six different locations. Right. Like, today we're going to shoot over here, and this is this set kind of a yeah. thing. Like, definitely in some quarry somewhere. Uh, awesome. It is perfect. And it is, at one point, it just turns into the biggest gore fest you've ever seen. Oh, I love that. Blood everywhere. I love that. Like, old school. Good like blood or, trauma, like, just, like, like totally, like, cheap. Yeah. yeah. Like, nice. Like That's the way digital, to go. Like not digital, blood-spattered, like. No, we're talking buckets of corn yeah. syrup. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I don't That's know if you guys so are fun. familiar with, like, trauma films, yeah. but, like, old school trauma movies. Nice. Like, crazy bloodbath. And uh, there's comedy and fun. They play with archetypes and tropes, and but they they commit to it. It's not like, I don't know if you've seen Kung Fury, where it's like a joke. The movie's supposed to be a joke. This actually commits to the idea, and they do a pretty good job with it. It's fun. Awesome. Biggest actor in it, Michael Ironside. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And when he shows up, you're kind of, Michael Ironside? Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Ironside commits to the role where he's actually really good at it, and you're like, you start to think about, like, oh, maybe I like Michael Ironside again. <laughs> yeah. I think we could bring that yeah. back. Yeah. Excellent. Definitely recommend it. On Netflix right now, if you get a chance. Awesome. Yeah. And Tony, you saw two movies this week that I don't remember already. Yeah, I saw Goosebumps. Let's talk about that. Goosebumps, I'll give you the the, the short synopsis here. It, basically, uh, Jack Black is, spoiler alert, R.L. Stein. He plays uh, this kid moves in next door. He's a new kid in town, and um, R.L. Stein's the weird neighbor. And he and he, you know, basically get off my lawn. Don't he, look at my daughter. He has a daughter that's obvious. Like the kid ends up being the kid's love interest. Is he the author R.L. Stein? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like yes. Known for the Goosebumps yes. series and the movie. Okay. Yes, he is. So. Um, yeah, Jack Black's like, you know, get off my lawn, don't talk to my daughter, blah, 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 and you don't really know why. And then it turns out that 
um, basically he and his daughter are battling these monsters that keep escaping his books. His books are releasing, when they're opened, release the monsters that he's created mm -hmm. into the real world, and they basically have to stop them and get them back into the book. So you loved it, hated it, what? Personally, uh, I, I would have loved it a lot more if it would have been the reverse, if they somehow would have gotten knocked into his his story world as opposed to his stories mm. coming into the real world. I thought um, just based upon or else I read the books as a kid, like uh, just based on like the imagery and the um, the cover artwork, I, I thought that would have been lent for a cooler movie. Yeah. It was fun. It was so so like jumping from so like a la stay tuned. One exactly. Of the, one of our favorite movies of all time. Yeah, rest in peace, John Ritter. Yeah, John Ritter. Yeah. With the one with the, where he's in control of the TV. He's right. yeah, he's jumping uh, from the TV devil. channel to TV channel. Uh, right. Yeah, the devil basically sells him the TV, and it turns out that he gets sucked in through the uh, satellite dish, which is fantastic. Oh I mean, yeah, he, yeah, it's, it's a straight classic. Yeah, so I if, if I you're I bored, also saw Goosebumps. Yeah, and what do you think? The dummy, yeah, the evil dummy, very being slappy. Yeah, is got some of the funniest lines like i was cracking up whenever he, he came around and like jack black's reaction to him like he's legitimately creeped out yeah like, he was <laughs> slappy you know like i'm just i lost it every time uh yeah that might have been like the saving grace for me but the monsters didn't really do it for me i mean it's you know if you got kids it's a good flick it's not they're not the monsters aren't too scary where no. where they're gonna no. freak the kids out but yeah it, it's good it was a good throwback see some of the old books you both life. saying worth watching? Sure. Yeah, I'd check it out. Great. I liked it a lot. Charlie, real quick. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. All right, so I, you know, I'm looking online. I gotta, I, I'm doing research on a new, a new project I'm working on. I have to watch Blade Runner. I go online, uh, VOD it. Everyone knows what that is at this point. Video on demand. Tony, you're looking at me with a blank stare. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I always look at you that way. <laughs> Stop glazing over. So, uh, there's like three different versions of it. Now, I knew in the past there um, there was some problems with the original version that it had narration that the director didn't want, that they threw in there as expository dialogue just to help the audience along. Um, so I picked director's cut, thinking that that's the final cut. I do some research afterwards to find out that there's after the director's cut, cut, cut. there's a, another yeah. cut called the final cut. Uh, but I watched the director's cut, and... Uh, it's awesome. From the very beginning, there is a dominating tone that just stays throughout this dark, seedy noir that is uh, married with sci-fi that at that time, I don't think that had ever existed before. Uh, and um, Harrison Ford is awesome in it. And like I'm, I'm going in, I'm like, okay, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And then halfway through it, he practically forces himself on uh, the replicant Rachel like the main mm -hmm. girl in it, yep. and I'm starting. I'm like, this is this. Is, he's essentially Marlon Brando's character in a streetcar named Desire. He's not a really good guy. He's kind he of a an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, but it's time. a robot, so yeah. Essentially, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, but the replicant is a robot. <laughs> I I did read one thing that's really cool because like in it, I'm like, how did they get their eyes to shine? They had like the shine. The replicants all have the shiny glow in their eyes. Right, and this was pre like uh, the ability to do it well cgi and apparently 
the director um, borrowed from Fritz Lang, you know, who did Metropolis and like old school filmmaker. What they would do is they would shine light into a mirror behind the camera and reflect it directly into the eyes of the actors, and they got a natural effect mm. of that glimmer. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, okay, cool. And now, you know, everyone knows that the big debate, is Harrison Ford a replicant too? If watching it now, you realize that in certain shots, he does have the mirrored look in his eye. Right. And no one else does except for replicants. So I'd have to say Spoiler that alert. pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have it was never awesome. been able to get through Blade Runner except for the one time. Really? I don't know what it is about it. I really like the way it, is it a, looks. It, I like the story, but it's something about the pacing. It's and definitely a slow burn. The director's cut, but it puts me to sleep every time. Well, I was also wondering, like, at certain points, I'm like, this is such an epic, huge film. Why doesn't it feel uh, more adventurous? Why, why am I not, like, speeding through this and, like, you know, feeling that sort of, like, fast uh, momentum? It only takes place in, like, eight locations. It's essentially, it's a stage play. It's a gorgeous stage play, but it's not all over the place. Yeah. You know? Like most adventures. Um, Tony. What? Real quick. Yeah. Unlike Charlie's real quick. <laughs> Groundhog Day. All right. We've all seen it, so I'm just going to throw out the quick question. Big debate about this movie is how long does Bill Murray stay in Punxsutawney? I'm gonna say at least ten thousand years. Oof. I've heard I've heard ten years. I've heard thirty to forty years. Charlie, I'm I'm only I'm gonna say maybe like less than a year because I feel like yes he's a little crazy, but he would be crazy if it was like ten thousand years. He'd be insane. The reason I think it, it's it's definitely at least a hundred years because he's got a he knows. Everything about everyone in the town, exactly when it's going to happen. And so not only to master all of that, he learns Italian. He learns how to play the piano. He learns like that card flipping trick into the hat. He masters all of that stuff. Yeah. He could have known the card flipping trick. He says it took him six months. Oh yeah, he says in the movie. It oh, took, he's so, like, so she, we've established that him and Andy months. McDowell are, are flipping yeah. the card, and he's like, ah, he's like, it, it that takes means he six spent months. six months just just doing that. just throwing a card into a hat, and then he would jump out the window. And so, so you're saying day. he's not a savant? He's just a guy with a lot of time. Yes. Yeah, oh I yeah, I think yeah. I think Nick is closer to the real answer with ten thousand years. It, wow. It's a it's a long time, which lends to the case. We were Nick brought up a good point. We were talking about it earlier where. The next day when he wakes up and he's so excited that it's tomorrow, yeah. about an hour into that day must have been the most anxiety-filled. He would be in shell shock. He would <laughs> probably be close to like heart death the entire yeah. time because of just not being able to know. Because if you know what's happening to the second of yeah. everything around you, all of a sudden there's something new. You must be like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so he essentially turns into the character from What About Bob? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But what about yeah. Bob is a sequel to Groundhog Day? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. And um, the other movie I watched, Enron, Smartest Men in the Room, a documentary about the collapse of Enron. I don't know what got me to watch it. Uh, if you haven't watched it, it's about the, again the, the collapse of Enron, which was one of the biggest companies in the world at the time. Uh, basically, turned into it was it was basically a scam. 
Uh, I recommend watching the documentary, but mostly, if you haven't seen it, most of the major players in it have either died because they were old, or the one major CEO gets out of jail next year because he made a deal with like prosecutors and DAs uh, a few years back. Is America great? So uh, that was kind of disheartening to see. Yeah. Um, so that's how we're going to end so the, the show. That was yeah, pitch. that's a, man. Let's, let's stay tuned to see if Tony or I watch that movie based on Dick's <laughs> yeah. Or contact us on Facebook or Twitter or even the Stitcher. This Week in Film podcast website and tell us how long you think Bill Murray spent in the Groundhog Day universe. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, Get him involved. We're available. You can find the podcast on iTunes. Uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play we're Music, on Google Play Music. Now we're we're on SoundCloud. You can play it right from the website. Rate us and review us on iTunes. Does that matters in some way? Sure. Cool. Uh, plugs, Tony. LosAngelesCarters.com. Just go. Just go there. People love it. Just go. Um, uh, Boy Zero, uh, my graphic novel, and I will be at the. Cleveland, Ohio Comic Con in late February. We'll talk more about it as the as the weeks go by. And I will be just looking forward to the next episode of This Week in Film. <laughs> Hit that closing theme that we love so much. Don't see music. We don't have the rights to stuff.